Welcome to the CEO Life Insights Podcast. Join us to uncover firsthand stories and insights from top executives, entrepreneurs, and disruptors. Gain unparalleled access to the pivotal moments that have sculpted their personal and professional success. Marcus, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to sharing time. We've had the chance to meet uh, physically. We've talked on the phone. Um, we've even had international inability to communicate, and yet we're still here. And so uh, I'm I'm excited to be here. And as always with CEO Life Insights, we're after two things. What do you do? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you excited? And I uh, mean, we want to learn from you. And, and I know from your story, I'm anxious to kind of dive a little bit into your story of kind of the 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 phoenix rising again, the the starting over story. But first, tell me, man, what do you do? What gets you out of bed? Why does it matter to you? Yeah, so um, I own a security company, physical security uh, guards, um, more so solutions. So I think the thing that gets me out of bed is like you know I still love it. There's a lot of people in the industry don't, and um, it's really for me. It's like you know it is making. I'll say now the U.S. better, but I guess globally better because you know while I wasn't here, I've only been here for two years. So it's what gets me out of bed every day, and it's it's you know it really is a case of no matter how bad you have one day, the next day you just did he get up and go again? What do you love about it? It's interesting to see when you say what do you love about it because, like, when you when you speak to other people about, like, you know, sportsmen or oh yeah, what, what, yeah they've got that thing where it's like you know I get to go to work every day and you know, it does help. I guess if, you, if you're a level player and you're getting twenty, thirty million dollars a year, sure. but, but um, you know, it's not so much about the money. I don't think. I think it's more as like you've got to enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then it's you know, it's really is difficult to get out of bed. So, right. so I still enjoy what I do. Um, I, I guess I like the high risk. Part of what my, my job entails, so that's part of it. But I think it's just like seeing things develop and and, and grow. Yeah, yeah. What got you into private security? I mean, that's a. I guess I would never even consider doing that in my life. So, like, what got you into it? I just it was one thing. I think I was maybe about eighteen, nineteen. Just saw a couple of guys doing security in Kings Cross in Australia, and then decided to get into it, and then. Um, transitioned to the police force for a couple of years and then I realized very quickly I didn't like politics. So uh, maybe it was more money in security. So then transitioned to security management and then basically been doing that ever since. So it's about 20 years, 25 years, I think. But I did take a break in, in the between. Like I did a couple of things. Like I did um, uh, some like training for a while, for about uh-huh. here and then. But I've always come back to security because it's, it's what I like. And then you know, now being in the US where I guess it's, the security and, and the policing are very much synergy here, so to speak, where it's definitely different, but it's also the same. So I think that's one of the reasons why now I've, you know, it's, it's probably a newfound you know, yeah. reason. So. It's it's funny. You're the second person I've talked to, second member, CEO Life member I've talked to today that transitioned from a law enforcement into an entrepreneur. And I find that fascinating. But I'd also, I wonder too, like, to be an entrepreneur, to be an executive, to be a leader, you've got to have an appetite and a risk tolerance. Uh, and, and and part of the reason why is because, like anything, you don't know what's going to happen. But 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 your story is one of growing a effective global um, security business. COVID hits and you lose everything essentially. Yeah. So lost everything. Look. look. You learn from your mistakes, and 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 I was too heavily reliant on on certain industries, and and you know when COVID hit, that was a 
a problem. But look, I think I don't really, it's, it's funny because I don't really, I guess, see myself as an entrepreneur just for the simple reason is um, you've got, you do have the different kinds, right? So you do have the ones that, you know, you can give them anything and they, you know, whatever they touch it turns to gold. And like for me, it's very much on, I have to like what I'm doing. So, you know, you can't give me um, an idea to go and start up a, 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 a web design business or anything like that because if, if I don't understand it and, I, and I'm not into it, it's not going to work because the, the background is me. So, well, it's sort of, yeah, I am an entrepreneur per se, but it's it really is, I only, I, I, I'm one of those ones that can only really do something that I'm passionate about. Like if I was to make it, uh, I guess, a, um, a new path, like I you know, sort of enjoy real estate, so that may be something. But for me, it's like I have to enjoy it; otherwise, it's just not going to work. And then that's again getting back to the what gets me out of bed every day is because I like it and understand it. So that's what I do. Yeah, let's take a step back though, because I want to learn from you, and I want our our audience to learn from you. I think there's always a uh, a fear that uh, something's going to go away or whatever it might be, or uh, maybe there's a, a doubt. But there's a difference between it actually happening and you would share, I mean, it happened to you as a lot of businesses did during COVID that just, you were in a physical business. Well, the physical world stopped functioning, but, but how do you rebound? How do you, how do you have the conversation? Cause you guys were in Australia, right? Yes. And then how did you decide to go from Australia to the United States when you were at ground zero, so to speak? Yes, yeah, so so I so actually technically I was in the Philippines where and then um, I was on a flight. I jumped on a flight and I was actually sick. So I'm not sure if I actually had COVID at that point or not. Jumped on a flight on the 5th of March. Was supposed to return to the Philippines on 20th of March because we were trying to set up a business in the Philippines. COVID hit March 14, March 15. Everything shut down and then we were heavily reliant in the cash pickup. Mm-hmm. So so when all retail businesses, you know, came out, oh, you know, COVID's been spread by money, blah, blah, blah. So they said, we're not taking money anymore. I then, so, you know, within 24 hours, we lost 90% of the business. You know, look, I did a couple of business courses while I was in the middle of COVID and thought, what, what are we going to do? And, and then I said to my wife, okay, how about we we try the US? And then um, we've been looking at the US for a few years. So, you know, with the funding of the police and, and the rights and everything, it was like, okay, let, let's try. Well, real quick, so you've lost your business. And you just go, let's try the U.S. Just why not? And so, you're like, let's try, let's try the U.S. in the middle of COVID. Right. Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, why not stay where you are? Like, why try? Why move countries? Why start over in a, in a foreign country? So, look, I think it came down to a couple of things, and one is obviously looking for opportunity. Um, you know, and, and, and I say this, everyone was like, oh, opportunity. And I was like, well, you know. Australia's got 28 million people. The U.S. has got 335 million. So there, there, there was that. Look, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's like um, I have to be able to do something. For me, just said I have to be able to do something that I enjoy. And starting security again in Australia, which is a very limited um, market, and then the fact that I'd already lost my business really wasn't like I guess an enticing option. So I was like, what do we do? Where do we do it? So I, you know, I, I you know, for me, it's I'm the risk taker, so I'll go out and do something. And then my wife is the one that's sort of like, okay, I'll follow you and but she yeah. has support. I, I can ring my wife. There. Look, she look, if she was here and she should be red in the face because I always say this, but she's always my rock. So like even if she doesn't really understand what I'm talking about, if I've got a problem, I'll ring her and go, look, this is blah, 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 and this problem. And like she understands the business now more than what she'd like to admit, but 
she gives me advice or, or says something. So there in the back of my head, I've got that voice, which is hers. I basically says, hey, we go this direction. So when we have a bad day and throw things in the air, she's there. So like when we decided to pick up in the middle of COVID, so let's try this. She was like, well, I mean, that's, uh, you're very fortunate to have a wife that is that supportive. And, and I, and I suppose she's fortunate to have a, a husband that's, that's creative, uh, and, and risk forward. Uh, what, what advice would you have for people that are either feeling the strain of losing everything or are afraid to lose everything or have lost everything? What is a mindset, uh, that, that you could part, you know, you could parlay to them that you could give them what, how do you think about things like that since you've gone through it? Well, I think the, the the biggest thing to think about is, um, you know, it's not like a, a straight up path, right? So, you, you know, most successful businesses haven't gone from this point to this point and straight up. It's like you have to one is not be still like if something doesn't work, don't be scared of it. And then second is, you know, I, I use Hollywood after being here as a, as a as a example. So, I see a lot of homeless here, and, and you know, not all, but but there's. I see that there's a lot of homeless that maybe came here for the, the Hollywood dream. Sure. And then came here and then got maybe one one audition or something and they didn't get it and then give up. Mm. So I think the thing is, like when you use that that, that terminology in business, is just because you have a bad day, maybe you look like you're going to lose everything, you can't just give up because then you will lose everything. But just because you don't give up doesn't mean you're not going to lose everything. But then when you do lose everything, you've got to re reconfigure and then start again. Mm -hmm. if you don't then you just got to stay in bed every day and then what sort of life is that so yeah i mean if you really want to just put it in a matter of fact brass terms it's it's kind of like look uh this this mindset of negativity or fear is is a self-fulfilling prophecy to that direction uh versus just like hey wait a minute yeah and i, I think it's important though marcus to always remind ourselves uh, growth, like you, like you said, is not a singular straight line, point A to point B, up and to the right. Um, those down days are days we get most creative. Those down days are where we get most strategic, and also those down days are where we get most strong. You know, I was watching this video the other day, and this it was a it was a basketball coach uh, from Duke, and her message to her team was handle hard better. She said, you got to learn to handle hard better because as soon as what we're giving you is easy, what are we going to do as coaches? We're going to make it harder. So life is that same principle. Once we get good at something, we tend to, especially as leaders, stretch for the next thing, which means it's going to be harder. So we got to learn to handle hard better if we're going to be effective at what we do. Yeah. And look, you've got to learn from your mistakes. Like, I, you know, I definitely, if I have a bad day, I'm not a great person to be around. Some days, look, I'll be honest, some days I just ring, ring my event directly and go, look, I'm not available for the rest of the day. Yeah. But you have to choose also who you share that with because so I used to ring my business partner when we were first together here and, and, and bet. And one day he rang me and he's like, oh, you know, I'm a bit concerned, like, you know, how you're talking to people and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, when you ring me in your vent, it's like, I said, look, I ring and speak to you like that because you're my business partner. Right. That's how I speak to other people, but you're me venting to get that out. So then I can reconfigure, think about what I need to do to, to, to get things better, but then also go again. So I think it's very important that like, you know, you do have those days where, you know, it's okay to have a meltdown. Yeah. Like, 
everybody's going to have a meltdown. And, and to be honest, like some days, and, and you know, I, I've touched on, especially in America, some of the days you deal with some people and over and over again, you just got, you know, you're going to have a meltdown. And you just got to like, you know, reconfigure and go again. And look, at the end of the day, tomorrow's a new day. Right? You know, what's funny is like, um, I was raised by an old school father as a term. I don't know if you use that in Australia. Old school is kind of like the way things used to be father. Um, I probably have a little bit of that mentality. Um, I don't do great at not working on vacations. I don't do great at not taking days off. I mean, I'm, I kind of have an integrated life, but a lot of this new generation talks about, you know, I need a mental health day. And but I always kind of feel like, oh gosh. But then I also, to the point you just made, I mean, maybe it is okay to have a mental health moment or a mental health, like you just said, like it's okay to melt down now again. Like we are humans. We're carrying an extraordinary amount of stress and complexity. And sometimes the best thing we can do for our business is to take a step away from it for a minute. Yeah. I, I think the difference these days is, um, I don't like to term mental health day, but like, you know, I think going back to say old school, like everyone has those days where they just, I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'm going to spend it with my kids. I'm going to go bowling. I'm going to go golfing, whatever. That, that, that's the old school mental health day. But right. these, these days, unfortunately, is there's too much emphasis pointed on, I need a mental health day. You don't need a mental health day. You take a mental health. Right. And that's good. But like, you shouldn't label it because I think the problem with this, these day and ages, everyone labels it. So you're right. It's like, like people who just continue to work, continue to work. Like you take your own mental health day per se, um, without making a song and dance. Where it's exactly. the, the new generation, they want to live it. Oh, I'm going to take a mental health day. Well, look. If you need it, that's fine, but I don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to know. Exactly, exactly. No, listen, I, I think it's true. I think for anybody that's listening to this, we always kind of wrap it up with this thought of thousands of people will listen to this over the time as we continue to grow as, as a global membership base. And I always want people to walk away. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to say this is what I've learned from you on our multiple times of sharing conversation is um, it's okay to have a bad day because tomorrow is coming. And it's a fresh new day. And I think we have to remember that tomorrow doesn't have to be today. Yeah. And tomorrow's a brand new day. And for a guy who's been there and lost everything, something was out of his control. It wasn't like you mismanaged your business. I mean, who would have thought securing physical cash would, would you go out of business doing that? You did nothing wrong. And that's where it's easy to throw your hands up in the air and be frustrated. But you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. It is, in fact, not dependent on today. We can start fresh and we can go build our businesses and our lives and uh, and, and have that meltdown moment if we need it in one day. Yeah. And, and getting back to, like like I said, like I do security because it's what I love and I said, if I don't pivot, maybe real estate, but like even if you have such a bad day that what you're doing now isn't what you really thought that it was going to be or whatever, even if you stop doing that completely, tomorrow's a new day. It is. Look at something else. It is. It's so true. It's so- well, listen, th- Marcus, thank you for taking time. I love all of these chats because they're so different. I get to see everybody's personalities. I get to see the way they view the world. And that's the goal of this whole library. That is people are traveling from city to city, uh, whether whether taking a, a mental health day, <laughs> that they can listen to these and, and be encouraged and have some deposits that go into them and, and effectively uh, have their day the next day. So thank you, Marcus. I appreciate your time. If anybody needs physical security, reach out to Marcus. You'll be able to find him on the app on his profile. And uh, we can't wait to get to know everybody more. Thank you, Joe.